Father, thank you so much. As we gather, may your spirit dwell within us. As we gather, May we glorify your name, knowing well that as a house begins to worship, we be blessed because we can. more time as a prayer eyes closed as we gather as we gather may your spirit dwell within us as we gather may we glorify your name Heavenly Father, the eyes of them that look unto you, you give them their meat in due season. Lord, the Bible says, Thou callest unto me time after time, and my heart was not rebellious. Give us ears to hear, mind to conceive and perceive. We give you honor and praise. The Holy Spirit, this is your service. Do as you will, Lord. Jesus, my name and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I need all of you to stand first of all while Prophet Anna sits down. I don't use the word prophetess. It's an aberration. Let me tell you why it's an aberration. Have you heard of evangelists before? Have you heard of pastores before? Have you heard of teachers before? So it's an aberration to call an office and feminize it. It's not scriptural. The anointing is not in your body, it's in your spirit. That's why if you're a woman, don't allow anybody to make you think you can't preach. Tell them anointing is not in the body, it's in the spirit. Calling is in the spirit, not in your flesh. And in the spirit, there is no gender. So those of you that are seeing female demons, there's nothing called so. There's no gender in that realm at all. The Bible says when the Sadducees came to Jesus and said, a woman married seven husbands. When she gets to heaven, all of them died. Now she's with the seventh one. When she dies, who will be her real husband? Jesus looked at them. I say, you're stupid and foolish, literally. I looked at them, smiled, because he knew what they didn't know. It came from there. They don't have an inkling as to what obtains there. So he said, where I come from, nobody marries. Everyone is like angel. In other words, no gender. So don't worry, you can't lost in heaven. <laughs> no, you can't. We all... All the same. Amen. Praise the Lord. Can we just celebrate this woman of God? Seriously. I 
seriously. Amen. Seriously, man, from my heart, sincerely. Hold on. We're, we're, we're living at a time when, you know, there is, hmm, there's a dimension of the noise. So God will come in the noise. Bible says, oh Lord, let there be a shaking quake. Let's open up the heavens and rend the heavens and come down. Arise, oh Lord, let your enemies be scattered. It's the realm of the quaking. And it's when Elijah got into trouble, huh? quaking won't help. It says there was a quaking, but God was not in it. There's another realm of the fire. There's another realm of the fire. Fire comes down when there has to be some form of divine intervention. You know, like God answering by fire. These are all things and dimensions of the spirits that Elijah was used to. It's in the quaking. It's in the fire come from heaven. It's in the rolling ball. But the small still voice was strange. Now, that's some, the thing about the small still voice is that they are usually not given the honor and respect due to them because it is not too loud. It is most effective. See, there's a difference between noise and um, productivity. It's most effective, but it's not loud. And so, there are some callings that are the lives they have affected. Are, you know when God can just trust you with generals? The training of a general is different from that of a captain. The realm of the small still voice is a realm that trains deep people. You can't, you need to come close before you know that in the small still voice, there is the quick, there is the fire, there is the ball. But it's not obvious. <laughs> we thank you for your service. Like we say in the US, we thank you for your service. We really thank you for your service. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, please, you may have your seats. And help us thank Pastor too. Not this one, Pastor. <laughs> Not this Pastor. They, they see him every day. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a son I love so much. He's, uh, he's a Jesus addict. And I like Jesus addicts. Uh-huh. There's a measure for everything. That wasn't my measure. <laughs> Hallelujah. The very strange night tonight. I, I, I came, I was pregnant with some thing the Lord had been not just impressing my heart, he's been shaping me to conform to. In other words, um, I've been going through what you call some form of surgery, tearing here, pulling down there. I don't know what it's preparing me for. Well, I have an idea. Um, so I wanted to come and share that with you. And uh, Yesterday, when it was obvious I couldn't come, he said I should teach you on a book. That is strange. So I'm going to start by asking a question. All right? How many of you have read Revelation? No, no, no. I need to see your hand. Okay. How many of you have... That is less than one third. How many of you have studied Revelation? All right. 
How many of you have not read Revelation? Like, okay, you read the verse here, you references in scripture, but you've not read it as like you read John. Which other book is nice? Proverbs, Romans, Acts. Who is the son of Solomon? Yes. <laughs> Are you married? Uh, where's your wife? Does it? Oh, she's outside. Okay, you need her to come and collaborate. So, <laughs> amen. So, how many of you have not read Revelation? Come on, don't be don't be shy. All right, I now understand why. He told me clearly. I have to teach you guys Revelation. The Lord, I'm already pregnant. Or something. Say, you can go and deliver your pregnancy somewhere else. Uh, and I, I, I. So let's open to the book of Revelation. Now, let me quickly say a few things. It is not the book of Revelations. Like all of us say. It's a book of... Yeah, because the whole thing is one. Hmm? The whole thing is one. So you can't pluralize it. It's the book of Revelation. It is one thing, one experience that God gave, and it belongs to one person. Now, the word revelations means to unveil or to disclose. To unveil or to disclose. Now, I'm going to teach this. We're going to agree. You're going to go and read the revelations after now. Don't worry. After the teaching, I think you will be hungry too. Let me tell you why. I think God wants you blessed, number one. That's the only book in scripture that the Bible says whoever reads it and does what is in it, is blessed. There is no other book in the Bible that the Bible says if you read this one, you'll be blessed. And why why the Bible says so is because God knows a lot of people won't read. So I'm enjoying a blessing you are not enjoying, and I think I will be a bad corpse if I don't share it with you. Sincerely, see, the word of God can be broken. If God says you read this thing, you'll be blessed. So anytime I need blessing, revelation. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not joking. If see. The word of God is too sure. God himself can't break what he has said. He needs to self-destruct for, him, for his word to, be, to, to, to come short. It's not possible. Not possible. Let me explain this part to you before we hit the road. When, if God had told Abraham, sorry, Adam, and said Adam, of every tree of the garden you may eat. But of this tree, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat. And it stops there. What will be the temptation? Open your Bible. Let's start from Genesis 1. Genesis 2 rather let's start from there we're studying revelations we're not really studying I'm going to give you an overview just to sensitize you on the need to go and read that book Hmm? Genesis 2 and let's read verse number 16 in the cross do you have the new King James version of scripture KJV thou dance okay great can, can we read together in the cross, please? Want to read? 
Hold on. If God had stopped there, what would be the temptation? So if he ate it, let's assume there will be a temptation. If he ate it, what would be the consequence? No, it's, it's, it's yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand the point before we go to Revelations. Okay, if I lose you here, we're going to struggle. The Bible says where there's no law, there's no, again, where there's no law, where there's no law, so when disobedience has birthed, it gives birth to sin. When sin has birthed, it gives birth to death. Okay, wages of sin is death. Now, what, what brought man to the point um, uh, of Genesis Post Genesis 3. Sin. Now, what is sin? Is the transgression of the law. And where there's no law, so if God says, don't eat it, and stops, and does not say, for the day you eat of it, you shall die. Now, let's break that down. Has he sinned? What is sin? Transgression of the law. Now, I need you to tell me what are the characteristics of sin. Elements of sin. In other words, let me give you a typical element. Sin, we have said, for there to be sin, there must be a law. That's an element. Okay? Then, the consequence of sin. The consequence of sin. See, you're not very, very sure saying the last part of it. And I'm glad you're not very sure because you're right. From the very, very beginning, the way God structures things by his own order is the fact that tells you, don't do this. If there is no punishment attached to it, huh? then it is, we cannot truly categorize it as sin, as he defines sin. Every, let me explain. Who, who killed Jesus? No. The father. <laughs> and, and, no, you, you guys think it was the father. Killed him. <laughs> Isaiah 53 10. You guys have started, yeah? Isaiah 53 10. While Jesus was, let me, let me explain this. There was anger in God. Right? That's what sin does. Another element of sin is that sin, because it's, it is an infantry on the sovereignty and the deity of God. It is a slap to his perfection. So he says, um, he angers him. That's why he judges sin. It's not Satan that judges sin. So if the judge says, the day you do this, you die. If I do it, who condemns me to death? The judge. 
So in this case, who says the day you eat it, you die? God. Now, if I transgress that law, who will make sure I die? God, not the devil. So Jesus didn't commit sin. Alright? The Bible says in all things he was tried and yet without sin. But this is what he did. Now, he, all of our sins, huh? that's not the problem. The problem is the B part of Genesis 2. For the day you eat of it, you will die. That is what makes Satan relevant. I take you gradually. If God did not say the day you eat of it, you will die. Satan, number one, he won't come and tempt man. There is no gain. There is no, that guy doesn't waste time. No, there is no gain. We were born before the fall of man. We were born or we were made a living spirit that has a living soul in a living body. A living spirit that has a living soul in... Now, I know a lot of you understand body and spirit. The soul is a bit abstract. Let me help you. You take a negative wire, a cable, and a positive cable. When they are apart, there is no spark. By the time they come together, you will see a spark. That spark is the soul. It's just an evidence that the positive and the negative are together. So your spirit is from God. That is why it always wants the things of God. Your flesh is from the earth. So it's always very inclined towards here. But your soul is the evidence that two of them are together. That's why it's only a living soul that can praise God. Now the soul is your center of consciousness. It's your center of self. That's why what you call your central processing unit. That's why all your decision, your emotions, your intellect, everything about you. So that's why it's the center of yourself. And so the devil doesn't really want you. He won't start telling us from the beginning to worship him. Because all he knows is that the moment you are more, we become soulish, you lose touch with your spirit. So after we fell, after man fell, we became a dead spirit. In with a damaged soul. Because what gives the soul health is the spirit, not the body. The body gives expression to the soul, not refreshing or healing. So when you see a Christian that is depressed, it is possible, first of all, that some spiritual laws or principles have been broken. They are not usually very obvious. If you sit down with a person... You will find God's word is sure because every Christian has a living spirit. Why, why the unbeliever needs a psychologist, needs every other person is because the only healing can come from without. Our own healing comes from within. Stay with me. So if God has said, the day you eat of it, don't eat of it. All right. They will eat of it many times. Guess, guess what? God cannot do anything. <laughs> Why? Why can't he do anything? No, he cannot do anything because he did not say 
God, God is not an assuming God. He doesn't relate with us in assumption. He cannot hold us responsible for what he has not said. He cannot. That's why everything he has said, ma. <laughs> everything he has said, you are liable for. And he is liable for. So if he stops there and says, but on the tree of good and evil, you will not eat. Do you know even if they ate it, God cannot slap him. God cannot touch him. Why again? You say. Let me, you guys are looking at me funny now. So, what would the devil gain if he comes to make us do something God cannot beat us for? <laughs> neither does it make us lose our position either. So what's the game? So what is the strength of sin? No, not the law. No, the consequence. Jesus did not come to every sin you sinned. He took it on himself. No, it's just a metaphor. The right thing is this. Every consequence. <laughs> he, he came to pay for the consequence. So you cannot be tried on what you have been, someone are taking the punishment for. It's called job jeopardy. You're gone free. Did I do it? Yes, I did. You are liable. Oh no, Ross. He paid. So a lot of us don't know how to address that. So the devil comes and says, look at you. You're now raising hand. There are many DRC you did. Ah, Jesus. You know, we put on some stupid humility. We call you holiness. Jesus, thank you for saving. I feel like slapping some people. Where will you grow up? The guy comes. Do you know the moment you even start getting emotional about it and it's not towards Jesus, eh? you are liable. You are accepting that that person is still alive, not dead. Yeah, look at you. You stole money before. Ah, Jesus is the one that's the robber. You don't have it. He has paid for it. Oh, he's paid for it. You know, he's paid for it. Do you understand that part? So the only the 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 strength of purpose that Satan can only have over any human being is the consequence of an action, not the action itself. The action is a means to an end. So if God never said the day you eat of it, you die, God can't touch you. Satan can't touch you. Even the tree can't touch you. He's done free. Alright then. Let's take it further. Okay? That's a good intro. So do you understand this now? So, there will have been no fall of man. Hmm? If there was no consequence to sin. Now let me tell you let me not stop you there. That could be a very abridged. Let me tell you why there has to be a consequence to sin. See, this whole place is a three-day 
exposition on his own. It will take us from Genesis to Revelation. But let me just give you a synopsis. Why there has to be a consequence to sin is this. God, by his own design, once he gives you a commission, there must be conditions. That's the only reason. One of the main reasons. Every commission has a condition. Why do you think the lamp of God has been slain when? From the foundations of the world. But that one cannot bring redemption. It bought forgiveness, not redemption. Do you know every human being is forgiven? But not every human being will be redeemed. What is redemption? Accepting this forgiveness. Period. Okay? So, he goes and says, well, man lost it. Only man can get it back. So, Satan knew that. See, Satan knew his master and his Lord and his creator. He knew that if he said, this be part of it is what Satan saw. I said, I'll finish that. Because he knew that even his master, his God, his Lord, cannot change what he has said. He cannot. So he kept looking, what has he said? So he wanted to be sure. He came to the woman. Hasn't the Lord said, in case I'm missing out something, so I will know where to. <laughs> That's why if you don't know scripture, <laughs> your life remains one bar. One bar is about to expire. I'm telling you the truth. Because all he does is, he first of all tries to know what you know. Hasn't the Lord said, you should not eat of every, how would they survive? <laughs> you should not eat of all the, when he throws you generic, makes generic statements like that, you are better single yourself out. Sometimes just ignore him because he's, he's fishing for answers. Why you say the devil is in darkness? I need to understand that that darkness is not physical darkness. It's first of all, an absolutely state of unknowingness. He doesn't know. He doesn't know. So when God threw him out into utter darkness, he became a being that does not know. Please, all this thing they are saying, somebody's buy your destiny, blah, blah, blah. How can you buy what they don't know? So you actually believe that. And the moment he knows you believe what he has said, which means you don't know the truth that can set you free, he can bind you. Do you know he was in heaven? All the while. Then at some point in time, he came ruler on the earth. But even though he was the head of the Seraphs, who are the custodians of God's throne. Do you know he still had no idea that Jesus was supposed to come, die, and resurrect? And even Jesus said it, he was boasting publicly, I will destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up. A queen who was listening. I'm sure, everywhere Jesus went, he, was, he had representation, he was there. <laughs> because that was the whole earth. That was God. He was listening. He, he didn't understand. First Corinthians says, the mystery with the princes of this world. You know, had they known it, don't touch him. If you touch him, we are finished. Because the moment you kill him, he's already finished. He doesn't know. Don't make him. He's not as smart as Shoyinka. 
<laughs> he does not know. Do you know one of the things that excites when you read Revelation? Satan, do you know why a lot of people, Satan is the first peddler in fear. Do you know why he peddles fear? He's the most fearful being of all time. So, to relieve of himself, of his body, eh, he tries to sell as much, <laughs> to relieve himself, <laughs> share it as much as possible. He's so fearful. The Bible says, he, what's his fear? He's uncertain. All he knows is that he has an idea, his time is short. When the time is, how the time will come? Even this revelation that I'm going to explain to you now, he doesn't understand. Let him be here tonight as I'm speaking. He won't understand. He, he won't. For the Bible says, the things of the spirit. It, it, takes, it takes your spirit man to be alive for you to conceive. He is spiritually dead. So, when we fell, stay with me. So, when man fell, man became a dead spirit that has a damaged soul in a living body. But when you get born again, regeneration comes in Christ Jesus, we become a living spirit. Somebody, any living spirit here, shout hallelujah. If you are not born again, you just shouted, you are a thief. Because it takes you being saved. I know all of you are adult. It takes you being saved to have a living spirit. So your spirit, you have, you are a living spirit with a damaged soul. Jesus did not die. Don't forget your soul didn't die. It was your spirit that died. Your soul got damaged because what gives it its strength of resemblance with God is dead. So it's like if you unplug, um, what do you call it? You, you stop supplying blood to a particular part of your body. It won't die immediately. It will start getting damaged. Some of the nerves start losing. That's what happened to the soul. So, when your spirit comes alive, it's now a matter of you through the word. That's why the Bible says, mortify it is through the spirit. You can only mortify. So, what you now do is begin to make alive again and repair. Be transformed by the renewing. So, the extent to which what we call a struggling Christian or a carnal Christian or a spiritual Christian is to the extent to which the damaged soul has been fixed. Or our spirit is the same. There's no spirit higher than another spirit ever in Christianity. There's none. You're living, you're living. It is the dimension of your soul that determines the extent of power you can walk in. How quickly you allow the world to transform and heal what, has, what was damaged in the soul. Okay? All right. Only goes with Revelation. So, what did I say about Revelation? It's, let me quickly give you some few characteristics. It's open to Revelation. Don't forget I said it's not Revelations. It is Revelation. Revelation. Jesus is the focus of the book. Not the devil or the Antichrist. In fact, it is a revelation of who? Revelation is one one. Thank you. Revelation of Revelation of So who is the book, the entire book about? Jesus Christ. Now please, do you know why it's about Jesus Christ? God is trying to tell you, um, 
Call it this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Revelation is pre-written history. Pre-written history. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That just dropped now. Pre-written history. So it's like, so don't think God is not in control. <laughs> so when he says all the jagbajantes and the exigencies and the nuisances of the devil is working together for your good, brother, you better believe it. When God was forming your purpose, eh? all the pitfalls, all the, uh, all, all the attacks, all the, all the deterrence that the devil will ever God, he, see, let me explain this. Satan himself does not know what he wants to do. Huh? Before he does them, sometimes. Because he has to be spontaneous. Because it is you that determine what he does. But you know the truth. God knows what Satan will do before Satan knows what he will do. You, you missed that part. <laughs> the, your father, uh, Jehovah in heaven. He knows what Satan will do before Satan himself decides on what he wants to do. Don't ever lose sight of that. I'm telling you the truth. If God gives you a revelation of Satan, you won't have time for him. You will not have time for him. In fact, it is written in the book of Ezekiel. The Bible says when they saw him, king of tears, when they saw when he fell, he said, is this the same man that Terrify the whole world. You'll be disappointed. One of, the, one of the things that really, really helps him is because he's in darkness. And he loves being in darkness, man. Because even those that serve him must not see the reality of his person. They will rather than serve him, they will slap him. Especially after resurrection. I think I've told you before. That the Jesus, the devil, the Satan that Jesus dealt with on the mountain is not, is, is not in the same frame of mind, frame of body, whatever, whatever he had. It's not in the same capacity as the one we deal with now. I hope you know that. It's not. The one we deal with now, huh? Can you imagine? The guy cannot even keep the key to his home. Where is the key of hell? <laughs> no, where is the key of hell and <laughs> You see the revelation. <laughs> so, not only that, and don't forget, hell is not his home. Hell is his eternal prison. Because hell is not owned by the devil. Who owns hell? Who did God create it for? Jesus. He created it for his son. <laughs> Who created hell? No, I didn't. <laughs> All things were made by him. It says, whether they be thrones, powers, or they were made for him and by him. Colossians 1. Satan was made for Jesus. My sister, what's, why? I don't know why I keep coming to you. What's the meaning of all? All. Does all include Satan? <laughs> all things were created for him and by him. So God created it for him, but he made sure it was a son. He's like, make your toy, make your toy, my son. What do you need for your toy? 
I did the uh, okay, collect, collect everything. So the son made it for himself. Satan is serving a purpose in your life. That's the only relevance he has. Only relevance. All this one they made you believe is a terrorist. Terrorist of who? Excuse me, when you're a terrorist. You know, <laughs> maybe Salam will come. I will blow you up. You open up his whatever. I've got bombs. That's a terrorist. <laughs> he wants to go and blow up the aircraft. I will blow you up. Every blah, 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 blah. <laughs> he used to have. <laughs> or the Jesus visited him. <laughs> and the Bible says Colossians. Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances. They are written against us. Taking them out of the way. Nailing on the cross. And I will spoil the and powers. Every weapon. Every arsenal. Artillery. Anything and everything. He left them naked. Satan in his real identity in a state of paralysis. Because at the name of Jesus must bow. How the guy has not, has not, because he's not a human being, I think that explains it. Because by now he should have backache. Anytime he shouts Jesus, he must do this. Jesus must do this. Can you can imagine if he was a human being? How many people come? If it's just, he can't do here. The amount of time we shout Jesus, his back will have snapped if he was a human being. Anything God has written in that word, nothing can change this. If he says at his name, every knee bows, every time he shouts Jesus, he must bow. But one of the things, he will never speak out of light. Because if he comes into light, you know he has no weapon. You know that he's a cripple. He's in a state of paralysis. You'll be disappointed if he talks and says, I will kill you. <laughs> Look at him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you walk away. But he can only come to you by sitting with the word. Not a revelation. One angel will come and give you. You are not on the island of Patmos anymore. Is now here. Now listen, ladies and gentlemen. It is pre-written history. What that simply means is this. It tells the future of mankind and our world. And brethren, this is the way it will unfold. Let me, let me give you a secret here also. Let me teach you two things. One day I was sitting down and I found that see, God has structure. And when God opens up, when the spirit, the scriptures opens up to you, hmm, you won't be looking for visions and trances. They will come if they have to come. Because what is more real to you is what God has said. You understand that that is just life. Okay, every other thing I see, the word of God cannot be manipulated by the devil. You can't manipulate what you don't understand. All right? But it can manipulate visions, things you see, anything in your senses, it can manipulate. But this one, <laughs> it doesn't even understand. Pregnant, if the guy is an ignoramus, bendus. If I'm to, I'm serious. If you, if God just kicks that into your spirit, you'll be so excited. So, God says, 
um, this event will happen. I was looking through scripture. I was studying the life of Jesus altogether again. I've done that almost every year of my life as a believer. Do you say your word is here and amen? You have to say verily, verily, assuredly. What's the difference between what you say then and when you just speak? It took me a while. Eventually, the Holy Spirit helped me understand. There are two dimensions of will God, not uh, permissive and perfect. Nah, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually what you call determined and desired. Determined will has to do with God's sovereignty as regards his purpose on the earth. Let me give you a typical example. I think I've taught you guys before. Your gender, for example, is determined will. Let your dad look for boy. If what God wants to use you for, the purpose for which is birthing you need has to be a she. There is nothing that will change it. Nothing. The family you are born into is a, pre- is a determined will. It's determined. You are better appreciate your parents. Those are the best. Those two guys are the best for your destiny. Let me give you an example of a desired will. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Will everyone come to repentance? It's desired. God would not, it, God would not get 80% of his desired will. Hmm. However, if you can learn the skill of aligning yourself, taking advantage of his determined will, and aligning yourself with his desired will, you will be blessed above all. But you have to, it's something you find out. It's not anyone, anything that someone can give you. You have it, you have it, you don't, you don't. And it takes you being disciplined with your, staying with your word, fast and pray to understand what God is saying. Don't fast and pray for work alone. You get this, you, you create jobs, you won't be looking for work. I, I tell you. So Paul told the Ephesians, I will above all things that thou, sorry, uh, told the Ephesians, yeah, what, he says that you receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Your spiritual eyes being enlightened that you now may know what is the greatness of his power to us world who believe that greatness is in the Bible. It takes you going after it. God, see, Unveiling here doesn't mean that God hides things from us. He actually hides them for us. So don't, don't avoid revelation thinking he, he is hiding it from us. No. Nope. He did for us. And God is going to help us make it very simple. Now, revelations want to open your Bible. So I've told you, I, I should tell you about four, 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 five characteristics. I said, the revelations means what? Unveiling. So what is this book? What kind of book is it? No. 
I said revelations means to do what? Revelation means to unveil or to disclose. So what is this book supposed to do to you? Disclose to you God's purpose and intent. So don't look at it as though, ah, it's just for the old Zach them that don't have hair on their head, people that have beards. <laughs> nope. It's a book in the Bible, you must read it. Number two, I said it is predetermined history. Number three, I said it is the only book that spells out a blessing for those, and we see that in Revelation. That should be Revelations 1, if I'm correct. Let me check my Bible. Yeah, Revelations 1, 3. Thank you. Blessed is, everyone read, please. Want to read? When God says blessed, please, there's a blessing connected to this. Take you for granted. is a check. Signs still delivered already. You read it and you keep those things which are written. The Bible says you're blessed. Only book in the Bible that has a blessing for its readers. <laughs> Alright? So, you're not reading it, you're missing out on the blessing. Okay, clearly. And I said, the book... It's all about one person. What's his name? Jesus is the center of the book. All right? Jesus is the center of the book. We're getting to some interesting part now. Then, it's important for you to know that the book, um, there's a lot of symbols or symbolism. And I'll tell you why. Huh? Now, why a lot of people are not very comfortable with it? Because there's so much symbolism. You know, symbols and similitudes. And because of that, you don't understand it. Now, I said, God did not hide it from us. He hid it for, for us. Now, this is the reason why. If you understand this reason why, you will go and start reading. This, thing, this book was, this is the first book written by John. John the Apostle was arrested. He was the last to die. He was a very old man. Um, he was in Greece. He was arrested. Um, they wanted to... Um, celebrate his life with a gory death. They bought, that's church history. They threw him in hot oil. The guy didn't, he won't cook. <laughs> Can you imagine? He threw him in, he sila. Everybody will scatter. <laughs> and now he didn't die not because he was more faithful than other disciples that died, but because there was a purpose. This was part of the purpose. Okay, so don't feel better than those people that are going through situations. Uh, it's not just your own purpose. It's not your critical path. If it is, it will happen. <laughs> it will, you are better pray that it will happen quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. You cannot get to VI through third mainland without passing Ogudu. Even if you're a witch, you have to fly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You are you, without crossing the lagoon. Where, where will you pass? <laughs> Land here. It is a path. Hmm? It is a path. Hallelujah. That's why it says the path of the just. There's a path. We all have our path. All right? And so don't compare yours with mine. And don't think because my path has perpetual suffering for now. And your early starts. 
It's just blessing, blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think you're better than, uh, well, you're more faithful to God. No, in fact, it's my faithfulness that is causing my own troubles. <laughs> now, oh yes. Oh yes. But when the Lord is done, I'll comfort as gold. Yeah. I pray you won't, you won't truncate the process. You allow him to be done. Everyone that reads this is blessed. I was saying something before I... Symbols. Thank you, man. God bless you. Now, I will tell you the reason why. So, here was John. This is first century Christianity. Okay? That's before AD 100. That's first century. And, um, you know, John, John's life is peculiar. When Jesus was to die, Jesus told John, you handle my mom. Alright? You notice John wasn't too active in the Acts of the Apostles. It was mentioned three or four times. Once with John, it was never the star of the show. It was always in the background as it were at the times it was mentioned. Other times it was never mentioned. When they were all shadow, were healing, sick, it was Peter and Paul them. You will hear of John. Even when he followed uh, Peter to the temple, the beautiful gates, he was not the one that said no, because his role at that time was to be was to be quiet. Do you know why others have to be loud? They will soon go. Do you understand? <laughs> no, I mean, how, how, how many years did Peter have left? <laughs> Jesus knew that his crucifixion is near. All the miracles. Run the miracles, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so God used him to sprint. Blah, 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 blah. Papa, cross. Upside down. Bye, bye. <laughs> All right. But the guy that will be around for a long time, there's a time for his revelation to Israel. Don't be in a hurry. There, there is a time. So, he was, can you imagine he was satisfied being in the background? 40 years, ma, he took care of a woman. Faithfully. Haven't you noticed that there are some stories you find in John you won't find in any of the Gospels? No, he, was, he got them from Mary. Like the, the water to wine. The disciples were at a corner. They were going along with Faji. Jesus also came there to relax. Let's eat and drink. When his mother called him, how will you know when the mother called him and what they were saying? Except the mother that can tell you. And the part that was just the message, the servants and Jesus, the servants went to tell her what happened and how everything transpired. It was only, go and check the, that's why he was the only one that wrote, ma, chapter 21. He said, if all that Jesus did, were to be written. <laughs> Where did he hear them from? Pre-age 30 manifestations. Because why will a woman just come and meet you? You don't have one. Am I a beauty? <laughs> but, <laughs> but you see, th- th- see, there must have been a precedent. There are things she saw says, you have the capacity to do this. Help us. Those are the things that only John had. 
So he wrote Revelations first. So they threw him to the island of Patmos. They banished him. was like those days where they sent Jaja of Okobo, Seychelles, all of them. Yeah, all those rebels go and die there. So he was there and that's where he had this experience. Revelation also finally is the only book that has its own outline. Not as it is sectionalized cleanly and separately. Let me tell you, let me show you what that, where that is. Revelation chapter number one and verse, turn with me to verse number 19. It is broken into sections, clear sections. So you can't struggle. So some are thinking, ah, which one is this? Has this one happened? Is it going to happen? Very simple outline. Yes, what is the whole book about? Want to read? Write the things which you have seen. Then, so the first thing is the book gives us an insight into the realm of the supernatural. This is the book that gives you a clear, distinct um, view of heaven. Do you know there is nobody that knew that there were seven candlesticks in front of God? None. Ezekiel that got close. He didn't see. In fact, Isaiah's own was worse. Glory blinded him. <laughs> All he was seeing is himself. This one tells that seven candlesticks. None of them has ever seen the living creatures. Because those ones have to do with worship and prophecy. Another time. Now listen. So then it talks about the things which are. So things that are present. So the realm, supernatural first of all. So insight into the realm of the supernatural. Then things which are present. This you see in chapter 2 and 3. The things which you have seen is what you see in chapter 1. Where you saw Jesus in his glory. And his eyes was like... The sun is fullness of his brightness. What he knew was Jesus. And there was light all over. He knew it was Jesus. Chapter 2 and 3 tells you about things which are. In other words, things which were prevalent as at the time he was writing. And this is purely word of knowledge. A combination of word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Because God will tell them, what they are doing now, God will now tell them what his plan will be if something doesn't happen. Are we still together? Great. Awesome. So the third part of it, so anytime you read, ask a very question. Is this what you have seen? In other words, is this God giving us um, an open door into the supernatural realm? Okay, seeing things we can't see with our naked eyes. Or this is what was prevailing at the time was written, which is the seven letters to the seven churches in Asia. So chapter 2 and 3 are the things which are. Then from chapter number 4 to the end is the things that shall, that shall take place. Simples. That is all. So we agree you're going to go and read it, right? Very simple. So when he says, let me give you a typical example. Let's run. So I'm going to um, say a bit about the Antichrist that will close out on that. 
when he says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, things which must shortly take place. Now, the word shortly. Someone say shortly. I can't hear you. Shortly. What does shortly mean? I needed to emphasize on that. I marked it in my Bible so that I needed to explain that to you. So that because you'll be thinking, bro, PK, shortly. This guy lived first century. We are in, how many? We are in the year 2000 and whatever. If it's going to shortly be, how come it is? This short must be long short. <laughs> oh no, the word short there means quick. In other words, by the time they start, it will happen with great rapidity. Do, do, do you understand? So don't, short there isn't talking about duration or a span of time. No, he's talking about the quickness, the rapidity with which it will happen when it starts. So what we're about to see, which will surely be, in other words, by the time it starts, pa, 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 you can tell what happened next from what is here. Quick succession. Okay, I needed to explain that. Let's keep reading. I need to read from my book because I marked some things to explain to you. That took place. And he sent and signified it by his angel. Angels are very active here. This is the book that has the most mention of angels. In all the books of the Bible. I think it's only two chapters. You don't have angels written. Good and bad ones. So those of you that want descending of spirits, you want to see into the realm of the supernatural, you are not just going to see angels. Yes, you see terrible spirits. Oh yeah, it's designing of spirits, not spirit. Spirits. Eh? <laughs> All sorts. <laughs> All of them will show up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It's a great grief to have though. It is a wonderful one. Who bore witness to the word of God? Sorry, by his angels and signified by his angel to his servant John. Who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ. To all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hears. Who hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. So is this things he saw or things that are? Clap for yourself. Simple. Simple. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. Brethren, you, you want you looking for eulogy of Jesus. You find it in Revelations. Boy. Boy. Ladies and gentlemen. Cause himself first. You know, there are some. The one I, the, the one I meditate on so much are the ones Jesus calls himself. You know, somebody can call you a name. They don't know you. Do you understand? You might look at me and say, ah, this guy. <laughs> you know, let me tell you a joke. Why we got married? I'm an introvert. People don't know. Why we got married? If people told my wife, ah, your husband must make you. You'll be laughing every day at all. She said, ah, you know. I came to myself. I don't like talking much. It was amazing to surprise you. What you see here is grace. Once I dropped the microphone, 
<laughs> I'll come back into my whatever. Except, yeah, I love you and, you know, I've accepted you to that level, yeah. Then I open up. Maybe it's a problem. <laughs> but I, I like it. I don't need deliverance. <laughs> I, I'm serious. You know? There was a day my wife was saying, ah, ah, this is your ice cream. I love ice cream. So those of you that sell food in the dream, bring ice cream. <laughs> I, will, I will take it with all gladness. Come to real life and give you Thanksgiving. <laughs> so you have to stop all this, your ice cream. You've gotten to an age now. You have to change your diet. So why don't you pray for God to deliver you? <laughs> Deliverance from ice cream. <laughs> I, I say, I don't need such deliverance. I don't want it. Even if God will ask me, I say, Father, no, leave that one out. <laughs> I love ice cream. <laughs> I don't want deliverance. Amen. You, once you know the difference between what is, in other words, what is showing us in the realm spiritual and the things which are at the time. Now, the things which are, is always present continuous. It's not futuristic. In other words, all these seven letters to the churches, it addresses matters of the church of his days and will keep addressing matters of the church until the end. It is present continuous. Go to the seven churches. Those will always be the seven conditions of the church at any point in time. God started out angry. Ephesus. So there was a church he was angry with. He ended up with a church that made him sick. You know when you're sick, you puke. Yes. Jesus was about to puke. The one church made him sick. Was it Philadelphia? No, it's not Philadelphia. Laodicea. And that's how these are just present continuous disposition. How some being gladness. Some being persecuted. It's minor. Go to the north. <laughs> One of our missionaries in the north. We heard Boko Haram was coming. I was in the US. We heard the intelligence that Boko Haram was about to hit their village. So, um, one of my pastor friends called her and said, I, we need you to move now. We sent down money and move right away with your family. He said, no, they're not going anywhere. Ah. I know they cannot ADAD you in God's work. This is ministry. This cannot be AD. Ma, move. <laughs> These people are coming. He said, no. He said, if they come, who will represent Jesus? Yeah. Then why people, some people are dying, we can quickly lead them to Christ, even though we are going to die too. Who of us began to cry? <laughs> myself and, <laughs> myself and the other pastor. <laughs> oh yeah, they said, so we have to prevail on them to send their child. Husband and wife, they stayed back. So we now went into prayers, Lord, whatever you have to do. If it's the fact that we feel stupid, that we feel selfish, God just, we're crying, though. Old man. The other person is even older than me. That's the church of Smyrna. They're not afraid. It's a grace, so don't go and say you want to go and die. <laughs> oh, Lord, it is a grace. It is a grace. Haven't you read the scripture? The only people that pray in heaven are the saints that were martyred. The Bible says they cry under the altar in Revelations and says, Avengers, oh God. And God says, hold on, don't worry. There are still some of your brethren. They are, they are chosen. <laughs> don't volunteer for it. <laughs> they, are, they are what? 
and you will know they, they don't see death the way you see death. They, they, they don't consider it. It's not something. It is a grace. If every time, even by the time there was one um, thunder that struck, which it was it two days ago, <laughs> I was hearing Jesus was echoing all through the estate. <laughs> so, I'm going. Ah, uh, there's no matters around here. <laughs> It was it two days ago or three days ago? How many of you remember that that thunder that struck was so loud? <laughs> Even my mom shouted, "Jesus!" I can't, I can't understand that. <laughs> the it was just echoing. I said, ah, "Mommy, echo, echo, echo!" Ah, Jesus, there are Christians here, really. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Grace to you and from him who he is and who was and is to come. Please, go ahead. when you are reading it, watch out for what Jesus calls himself and watch out for what others call him. Huh? Understand all. Get the revelation of what he calls himself. You know, Jesus is the epitome of humility. Huh? The Holy Spirit is very loud. Jesus is not very loud. The Holy Spirit is very loud. The first time he hit the earth, everybody knew. Oh yeah, even the 120, they were in the upper room. He first all made sure that they were shouting. <laughs> Commotion everywhere. That's the Holy Spirit for you. But Jesus, nah, nah. Nah, in fact, if you want to pay him too much attention, he will sneak into the crowd, walk away. And that's why it's Jesus that comes after you. The Holy Ghost doesn't come after anybody. You want? <laughs> I'm serious. It's Jesus. Jesus. See, that's why I said I'm the good shepherd. Maybe it's the shepherd that had hundred. One went astray. The Holy Ghost is not the shepherd. He's the comforter. You will never see where the Holy Ghost is called shepherd. So when you are relating, have understanding too. The Holy Ghost tells you to do something. Cross, weak, like, like before he lands. <laughs> Get it done. Jesus, Jesus will still come. When, I, you, when you study this, the three of them in their peculiarity, is one person in three offices. But in the peculiarity of each office, that is amazing. Jesus was with the disciples three and a half years. Mama, those guys still didn't understand what this whole thing was about. Jesus died, resurrected, went to the Father. Hey, Father, this is the sacrifice, the blood, blah, blah. He said, sit down, my right hand. I can't sit now. These guys, they still don't understand what it is. Give me 40 days. So Jesus came back here. Acts chapter 1. For 40 days, he was teaching them about the kingdom. They would mess up things. Oh. That's what Jesus would do. He would keep coming. That's why he's the one that knocks at the door. Now, the door he was knocking on was not the door of a non-believer. Don't forget, it's letter written to the church. Uh-huh. It's believer's door. <laughs> Kept knocking. Holy Ghost knock. Ananas and Sapphire. <laughs> that was done this wickedly. Not against the Father. Not against Jesus Christ. But against... Uh, Die. <laughs> do, I'm sure, do you know? <laughs> he's so sensitive, but if you understand the operation, you 
obey what Jesus says about him. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> the best friend to have. You will almost forget there is a father and a son. But one thing he does is he will always God the Father and the Holy Spirit are all about telling you more about Jesus. Nothing else. Nothing else. Because from resurrection till now, the name of God is Jesus. God has no other name. The title deed of heaven, earth, under the earth, is in one name. Jesus. If you go and mention, I am that I am on earth, Satan, don't bow. Mention it in heaven. Angels won't twitch. But there is only one name given amongst men whereby we should be saved. Say, wherefore God has highly exalted him, giving him a name above every name. That by his name, every knee will bow. Of things, and of things, and of things, you cannot tell the holy, a demon, holy ghost, who say, uh uh-huh, he's me. No, because the Bible did not say so. The Holy Ghost fire can torment him, but cannot send him out. Say, in my name you shall cast out, not in the name of the Holy Ghost. So when you say, Holy Ghost fire, you are telling me don't go yet. That's what you are saying. Holy Ghost fire, Holy Ghost fire. So the thing is, I don't go. <laughs> so you are wondering, leave now. You didn't tell me to go. Holy Ghost fire is not meant to get it out. It only leaves at the name of in my name you cast out demons. Nothing else. So it goes on in chapter number one and talks about the uh, I think we have to stop there now. I have another meeting for now. I'm speaking at nine o'clock. Okay, it tells about the vision of the Son of Man from verse number nine. But let me bring your attention to something in verse number eight. This is Jesus, what he calls himself. He says, I am the Alpha. Oh, brethren, these are Greek words. Words of the Greek alphabet. Alpha is the first and Omega is the last. The beginning, the end. Says the Lord. Look at what he now calls himself further. Who? who and and Please, check the order. In English language, is that proper? Where do you start from? Is it is or was? Should have been who was? Who is? That was okay before resurrection. But from resurrection, who is? That's where is not Buddha or Muhammad. The first, the difference is not was because those one were. But they are, they are not. So what makes Jesus Lord of all is that he is. Do you understand? So they are not contenting, contenting that Jesus is not the son of God. But they are just contenting that he is not God. Or God doesn't have a son. Since there is no wife. <laughs> there is no God the mother. <laughs> so how will you buy God the Son? <laughs> Who bested him? Hallelujah. I, John, 
both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Christ, verse 9, was on the island of Patmos from the word of God, from testimony of Jesus, for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Now, let me explain the Lord's day there. It's not Sunday. Because you're going to see that a few times. It's not Sunday. Now, I'm not saying this with every sense of exactitude with which I have spoken earlier. This is what I understood. I, when I study, I don't check other people's whatever. That is, you'll be, you'll be studying the light of what you have heard. Let God, the Holy Spirit speak to you first. All right? But this is what came to my heart. The last day is the event that will happen. The time when the words of this prophecy will kick in. So he was trans-teleported. So, because don't forget, he's saying things that's to come. So, at the time when Jesus will now come and implement, becomes the Lord's day. That's why you read First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians says, the day of the Lord. So, it wasn't Sunday or Sabbath day. Alright? So, you're going to see that a few times. I'm doing it because we're agreeing. Tell your neighbor, we agree, we're going to study, right? And I heard behind me a loud voice of a trumpet saying, I'm the, oh no, go, here it goes again. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. Now please, God, the Bible says the Lord give you the word. Great is the multitude of them that publish it. God has spoken once, twice have I heard it. Anytime you see Jesus reiterates anything, pay attention, stay on that scripture, meditate on it, get your chain reference, go everywhere you can go in the Bible. You get something from there. It stands you tall above the devil. Because the whole, don't forget, it's the revelation of Jesus. The whole scripture, our whole existence is about the revelation of Jesus. Called to show forth the praise of him who has called you out of darkness. What's his name? Jesus. So always stay with it. So he says, I'm the Alpha and Omega again. The first and the last. You notice the change from the beginning and the end. Now said first and last. Ask yourself why. No, that is you. That's what you be asking yourself when you're studying. Why? God is deliberate. If he's not, we shouldn't be serving him. Oh yeah, our our life will be a toss of coin. God is deliberate. Everything said stands the way he said. He now says further. And goes, um, and what you see, write in a book and send it to the seven ch- churches which are in Asia. Ephesus, Smyrna, Pagamos, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And then I turned and saw, and the rest of it, and the rest of it, and the rest of it. Now, this is the things he saw. From verse 2 are the things that are. 2 and 3. Seven letters to the church. The things that are. There is the loveless church. Now, when the church of Ephesus says, you've lost your first love. Have you noticed Jesus' modus operandi? He will commend you first. He will commend you first. Husbands, borrow this. It has worked for me. I'm telling you the Jesus truth. It has worked for me. Then learn the skill of speech. 
go and find out there are some words that just disorganizes the mind heart and the physical equilibrium of your wife no, no exact words you have to learn it by experience there are some words that anytime you say it you are pressing a button <laughs> I think one day she discovered that I'll be using that strategy. Said, it won't work today. <laughs> we will find this fight. I said, no. <laughs> Say the minister of God he does not quarrel. We <laughs> might tell her, try with me one more time. <laughs> you will see. You see the manifestation of the sons of God. <laughs> what am I saying, brethren? It's important for you to kind of understand God's mind that there is a letter there is an explicit statement listen to the whispers of scripture they are not loud it takes deliberate quietness and pain of attention to hear it that's what you now call revelation See, at some level of maturity revelation is ordinary And the ultimate maturity is maturity in obeying the word that you know. There's a difference between immaturity and rebellion. Let's not go there yet. But it's important that anytime, be quick, just be quick to obey God. That's all. Be quick. Yeah, it goes on. So, now, first love. I hear a lot of people say it's first love was the love you had when you really give your heart to Jesus. Oh no. That isn't first love. No, 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 no. Now please, if you have never loved Jesus more than you did the day you got saved, something is wrong with you. I'm serious. No, 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 no. That thing is serious. (laughs) What is wrong with you is not small. That's, (laughs) you have never attained a level of love for Jesus Besides and higher than what the one you... Because that day you didn't even love him. You, you were under conviction. There was no love from you at all. You were appreciative of forgiveness. By the revelation of the spirit. Love. No, love is far. You are, see, every man, I don't know, very few men love their wives when they get married. We grow in love. Do you understand? We grow in love. I, Sometimes we'll have spoiled matters. We'll have destroyed the relationship before we even understand love. I am a man, I'm telling you, if Bola, if my wife had the first two, three years of her marriage, if she, if she had decided to leave and say she's not doing it again, she'll be justified. <laughs> I, it's, I, it's before the Lord, I'll be a sinner to say she's wrong. And I didn't know better. I sincerely did not know better. That's all. I look back now, my cover is, oh, were you thinking this short? <laughs> so one day I went to her sincerely and I sat her down. I said, what has she done? I said, no. Said, For every trouble I've caused you, every pain, because I was reflecting, how did I do some stupid things I did? If you have no regrets as a man of how you treated your wife, you are not maturing. You are still a boy. We should knock you. You should not attend men's fellowship. <laughs> and the same goes for the sister. 
Because with us, it's always about the fact that we feel weak and you are the one calling the shots and we are always about what you want to be done. No. No, 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 no. You need to repent of your manipulation. You have manipulated us with food, manipulated us with affection, manipulated... Yeah. And manipulation is witchcraft. No, no, not, not the supernatural. We can, there's a, no, no, no. <laughs> you got Galatians 5. There is a natural witchcraft that is part of the fallen man. It is not supernatural in nature. It's like, it's like covetousness. Yeah. Is that what I'm talking about? If you've entered the other one, you won't survive long if you don't change. <laughs> I will cut your wings myself. What am I saying, people? I'm saying, brother, it's not about, you know, some folks still have problems that Bathsheba is one that gave back to Solomon. <laughs> you feel that area, God, though, you are perfect, but I think you made a mistake in that area. Bathsheba, you won't caught in adultery. Do you know nobody sees Bathsheba as a victim? It's like, oh, so when the king says, Bash, bash. What's up, girl? <laughs> bash said, hey, king. I've been, I've been coming. Don't you notice I've been coming to the palace a lot? Oh, no. She has to. King says, die. She has to kill herself. It's a victim. The way we talk about her is like this hall. This harlot. Oh, oh. <laughs> if she said no, dead. I, King wants you, you say no. Go and kill her shadow. <laughs> behead, behead her shadow. You have a problem with that. Now, okay, of all the women, but, uh, nobody will have a problem with Abigail. Nice woman. It's dumb. Thank God you are not God though. Tell your neighbor, thank God, God is not you. <laughs> Brethren, as long whenever there is maturity, there is less conflict. Whenever there is maturity, there is less conflict. When there is continuous conflict, all it tells me is that these guys ain't growing. Do you know what maturity does? Now, let me explain this. Christians, man, you are bad. Look at your combination. Uh, look at this. I didn't see the shoe. Boy, uh, you are ready to go. Uh, uh, like twins, boys. <laughs> In Christianity, we don't grow up. We grow down and we shoot up. We don't grow up in Christianity. We grow down and we shoot up. This is maturity. John says, sees Jesus, lamp of the world, that takes the sins away, the sins of the world away, that he might increase and I might 
Maturity is you decreasing. So Paul says, the secret of my greatness in ministry is that I die. Now, do you die up or you die down? Yeah. So I, the, the further down you have gone, how matured you are. And do you know what down, going down means? It simply means you can be a bigger tree. Because you are taking deeper roots. Let's stop there. I have a, have a meeting by now. So we can't talk on the, but go and read it. So there, between chapter six and 19, there are 21 judgments that will come on the earth. Uh, seven, um, seals, seven trumpets, and seven vows. All that will happen. Okay. You have to know the one that will happen within the time of the Antichrist. Some guy is going to show up. Not COVID. All right. His name will be the Antichrist. I don't know if he's existing now, but there will be a time when he will become obvious. Okay? It will, it will solicit for world peace. It will be somebody every one of us will celebrate. We won't be here, don't worry. I will have shown you that we won't be here. Trust me. I've read it over and over again. I've done my theology, gone dog myself. We won't be here. And, and, um, before he becomes obvious, we might be here while he's, it's possible he's born. You know, this is the, this is what you see in Revelation. So that while you are reading it, you meet, you, you hear three names. The, the dragon, hmm? which is Satan, that would happen. Then you hear the beast, which is the Antichrist, which is a human being, a person. Then you hear the false prophets. They are, they are good. These are things in the future, but there are things that will happen um, after the rapture. Okay? Now, this, that, Trilogy, or I don't want to call it Trinity or untrinity, is simply to um, duplicate because the word anti it doesn't just mean against; it also means a replacement of. It also means a replacement of. So that's why the guy will come and say he's the Messiah. So he will go. He will help the Jews rebuild the temple later. When that one has come, we're now close to, we're now in the second part of the Great Tribulation, where Jesus is going to come soon. But the second part will only kick off after the temple has been finished. The Jews will have a third temple. Now, he will now do commit what they call the abomination of desolation, where he now will now go to the Holy of Holies, where, which was the seat of God, and make himself as God. And invite to worship. And people will worship him voluntarily. Because it will solve what's problem. So like God came in human form. Satan is there trying to represent the father. And the beast, the antichrist is his son. And the false prophet is a representation of the Holy Spirit. They will operate in that manner. The false prophet, don't forget, the Holy Spirit does not speak of himself. He declares Jesus. The false prophet will never speak of himself. In fact, he will, he will, erect, he will erect a statue of the Antichrist and he will give life to it. Statue will become, can you imagine what you see in, what's the name of this uh, museum? What's the name of that movie? God bless you. This one, you don't know the statue very well. <laughs> 
Is it the, is it the Chinese version? <laughs> you know Chinese, they take cameras too. So when you look, it's very hazy. You know, see? I'm just messing with you, my brother. <laughs> all right. Then. Okay? So all that, I will give you life and statue will start walking like a human being. And the statue of the Antichrist. So they will do everything, operate in the same manner of the Trinity. So when you read there, a lot of people think the first horse, the white horse in chapter 6 is Jesus Christ conquering and no, 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 is the Antichrist. That's the Antichrist. Because they compare it to another horse in chapter 19. There's a difference. Let me show you that one and we close. Can someone play the keyboard? I won't be able to pray. I have to just, I'm starting, I, I will speak exactly nine. So how you have to navigate me home before nine. Revelations and chapter six. Let me just show you this and leave. So these are all purely God's anger. Judgments. Three different dimensions. Brother, do you know, there was a, this one I read. That I, got, I, I went, you know what? God, God can't be wrong. After all these wonders, and after everything, rather than people come and submit to God and surrender to God, they will be cursing God. You God, you're a terrible God. Can you imagine? <laughs> Chapter 6. Okay. Verse, no, go back to verse number um, 1. 6 1. Now I saw when the lamp opened one of the seals. And I heard one of the four living creatures saying with a voice like a thunder, come and see. Yes. Continue. I looked and behold, a white horse. Keep reading, everyone. Keep reading. Okay, now hold on. Let's analyze this. What kind of horse was he riding? A white horse. And he who sat on it had what? Now, do you just have bow? It's always really bow and you notice there's no arrow. Okay. And he had a crown. How did he get the crown? It was given to him. Don't forget that. Now, let, I, I forgot to tell you why they use symbols. I'll, I'll come back to that. And he went out conquering and to conquer. So, his ability to conquer huh, wasn't generated by himself. It was given to him. Then he says, when he opened this, okay, to conquer and to conquer, let's stop that verse. Now, listen carefully. Juxtapose that with Jesus' white horse. Chapter number 19. Revelations 19. From verse number 10. Get the car ready. Should be running. Holy Ghost. I like you guys. I always overstay my time. Want to read? Oh no. Is that chapter 19 verse 11? Gracias, Senora. Yes. And I saw, and behold, the white horse. Yes, and hold on. The first white horse, the person that said, does he have a name? Aha. Uh-huh. 
No. Faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Keep going. Now, you know, there's hardly any place in scripture. When Jesus, can you imagine? One day I sat down and I was wondering, Jesus, how come none of the gospels can describe Jesus to us and say he was six foot tall, brown eyes? You know, they said Zacchaeus was a show, his touch, short stature. So, which means they know how to describe people. No, not, not one person described Jesus. <laughs> Have you asked yourself why? We'll start making gods of people that fit into that measure. Oh, yeah. Because even when there is none, Papa, I mean, we still do. We still worship some people. <laughs> That's why you feel that those that have white skin are superior to you. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Jesus was not a white man. In case you don't know. <laughs> His body was for the Middle East. They are not white. In fact, their, their complexion is closer to ours than theirs. And on his head were the other guy. Huh? A crown. A crown. This one, how many? Many crowns. And he had a name written that. So he was not operating on delegated authority. The first one was operating on when you are operating on delegated authority, your identity is lost in the identity of the person that gave you the authority. Guess what? Who gave him authority? Who gave the Antichrist authority to conquer and Whatever you say, <laughs> will be held against you. <laughs> you are going to stand up and defend him. who gave him authority. Two options, because there are just two authorities that are either is it that God or the devil? And we're talking of the Antichrist. Who gave him authority? Let me leave you to go and find out. Then we'll take it from there. Can we stand to pray? Father, Lord, I want to believe we've dug a well tonight. We don't need you to pour water because you already said out of us will flow fountains. Lord, we only just have to dig enough for us to get to water. The water is there. I'm asking for a bursting forth. I'm trusting Holy Spirit that Lord, if we didn't dig enough, you help feel the rest. Uh, out of everyone who flow rivers as they are poured in us. We give you praise and honor. Help us love your book. Your whole book in Jesus name.